When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 1. Chapter titled, Brothers. Brothers. Yes. Um, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And this is our fifth season together. Yep. With you guys as as friends, as, as class. As Boy Meets World aficionados yes um tanya yes what have you been up to um you know i'm gonna have a little bit of trouble answering that question because it's a little bit embarrassing why because i've been doing a lot of relaxing sort of like i haven't been doing very much which is a weird thing for me Mm -hmm. i've watched so much television yeah you have like so much television. When I tell you that on Monday, I started the best series ever made on Netflix and finished it that same day. Was it Boy Meets World? No. Well, Netflix I, did not make that. I, yeah, but you called it the best series ever. Made on Netflix. Okay. But we'll talk about that after I talk about the other two. Oh, God. So I watched um, AJ and the Queen. Which my sister recommended to me, and it was it was good, and I liked it for the most part. Not a huge RuPaul fan, but the kid in it was adorable, and a lot of the other queens were, like, amazing. So I loved that show some. And then I watched... Isn't that, like, another way to say I liked it? Yeah. That's I love that show some, kind of. I was just trying to change it up a little bit. <laughs> and then I watched... Julie and the Phantoms, which I found to be so delightful. I loved it so much. The music was fantastic. Like, it was so good. It was very much like a a higher quality Disney Channel movie. It was very good. Loved it. But the most important thing I watched this week, 100%. Well, no. what is going on on monday Uh. i watched the show dash and lily on netflix it is a christmas show it is the best show i've seen in so long it is so good i'm reading the book now i watched the whole series on monday and i also watched the first and second episode again on monday with my whole family that show is so good i love it so much Dash and Lily. But then, what happened on Friday? Animaniacs came out and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, on it, Friday morning, it, I got ready for work. I can't talk. I can't talk about TV. <laughs> Go ahead. You talk. <laughs> on Friday morning, I got ready for work and then I realized it's the 20th. Oh my gosh. And I like came in the room. I was like, are you awake? And he said, yes. I was like, can we watch Animaniacs before I go to work? And we started the day watching the first episode of Animaniacs, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. How did you feel about Animaniacs? (laughs) (laughs) It was good. Uh, I didn't like it when Corey... uh, (laughs) No, it was was amazing. Uh, I I wanted to save it to like watch one episode every day before work mm-hmm. uh tanya didn't she was like we can't do that so we've we're now halfway through the series and it's sunday so 
Uh, it's a really good show, and it's updated for 2020, but it's also just still the same show, but better. Uh, I love it. Me too. I was a huge Animaniacs like fan when I was a kid, to the point where when I told my mom that that's what we were watching at this point, she was like, oh, I remember one of you guys being really into Animaniacs when you were a teenager, and I guess that was you, huh? Yeah, it was. I love Animaniacs so much, and it's basically exactly the same. We haven't gotten to some of the characters that I love yet, but even without them, it's such a good show. We're also getting ready for Thanksgiving in the United States, and that's weird to do during pandemic time. It is. So, um, anyway, uh, that's more of a bummer than all of the 19 TV shows you've been watching. Also, where do you have time for all this stuff? I don't understand. Who, me? Yeah, who, you? So, what I did was, is I, I started Dash and Lily on my lunch break. I can't leave my office. Because there's no one to answer the phones and stuff. So I sit at my desk. I eat my lunch. And I still answer phones and everything. But every time the phone rings, I add five minutes onto my break. (laughs) So Mm. I'm able to watch at least two or three episodes of like a half an hour-ish show. And Dashnally is that. And then I just kind of keep it on and turn my phone over and just listen to it while I do my work throughout the rest of the day so then by the time I got home I was on like episode eight and then I just finished watching it when I went to bed huh and that's what I did with all the shows is I watched it on my lunch break and I was like well I don't want to stop watching it now and I'm very good at listening to things and understanding what's happening because I'm like an an audibly entertained person you asked yeah how did you get through all of um critical role uh, listening to it every second of the day when I was at home. Mm. So if I, as the, as soon as I, well, when I woke up and was getting ready for work, I turned it on. When I got to work, it was usually turned off. And then on my way home, I would turn it back on and I would listen until bedtime. Yeah. It's why he doesn't remember some of the things that I tell him. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Um, Anyway, what have I been up to, you asked? Yeah. I finished Miles Morales' Spider-Man, and I played the hell out of Hades. Oh, that was a little, that was good. That was a little pun there, huh? Wasn't yeah. it? That was, like a, that was like a tagline for the box. Play I the played, hell out of Hades. Played the hell out of Hades. Alden Bear. Boy meets girl meets boy meets world. <laughs> um, and that's an amazing game. But now I'm kind of in this really uh, uncomfortable in-between space because... Um, Miles Morales Spider-Man was amazing. I love Miles Morales so much. We've been over this. Hades is a fantastic game. Um, and now I don't know what to play. Like, it's one of those where Hades plays so good and Miles Morales plays so good that now I'm not really sure where to go from there. Because if I play a similar game after another game, it just, it doesn't work for me. Uh, just play your baseball game on your phone until you figure it out. I mean, I'm been doing that that doesn't count this isn't a whole lot of playing it's a lot of me just clicking around well you're gonna have some stuff to build for christmas uh, presents yeah. so you won't have much time to do that that's true over I the got, next few weeks i gotta build at least one desk uh, maybe two i'm thinking it's gonna be two it's looking like maybe two yep um and that's fine with me it'll be fun yep i enjoy it um what else have we done you asked what did we do Oh, we watched Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 1, Chapter Title. Brothers. 
Huh, brothers. That's the name. I guess this must be about Eric and Corey, because they're it's brothers. It's gotta be. Yeah. They're the only brothers in the entire show. The only brothers that I can think of in the entire show. Except for it could be Frankie and his brother. Oh, it could be Frankie and his brother. Do you think maybe it is? It could be. Let's watch and find out. Wow, we just finished it. Who is it about? Oh, let's let's find out together, shall we? We shall. Uh, so, Tanya? Yes? Hey, blurb me up. Season 5 blurb. It's a season 5 blurb. Here comes a season 5 blurb. I don't know if I can, like... There are, there are times when I wish we did video because watching Tanya try to figure out when she could start talking there was beautiful. <laughs> All right. Can I talk now? Season five blurb. Yeah, now you can. The blurb for season five, episode one, Brothers, is Sean meets his half-brother and wants nothing to do with him. Oh, so it's Sean's brother. Okay, thanks, Disney+. Plus. Sean is a brother? How do we never know this? I don't know, but um, mystery solved. I know. It really does spoil the surprise. Yeah. Like, it's cool and all, I guess, for us who have already seen the show, Mm -hmm. but Disney+, Plus, hey, let people watch the show and have fun and enjoy it. It should have been like um, an unexpected stranger. Um infiltrates the family it it's almost so like you don't know whose family like it's it, it'd be like if disney plus were to have a new star wars show and then just put uh like it had a surprise baby yoda in it and then they just put baby yoda everywhere and spoiled that for everything and everyone oh they did do that yeah i'm thinking maybe that's their their thing they love spoiling things I still haven't watched Mandalorian because that whole Baby Yoda thing is just everywhere in the world. And I just want to watch the show and not... You have to watch it now. I have to watch it now? Yeah. Because... Bye, guys. No, like... Your girl is actually, like, on, like, the main picture of the show. Oh, my girl? Kristen Bell's in The Mandalorian? Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. Not Kristen Bell. Who's my girl? Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha Banks is in it. And she looks amazing. I don't know how she does in the show. I'm going to assume great, but she looks fantastic um, in the picture. A little behind the music story on that one. Apparently, John Favreau, is that how you say his name? I think so. Um, he uh, enlisted her for it because he saw her on her Hot Ones episode and thought she was fantastic and called her personally to ask her if she wanted to be in The Mandalorian. We also did that after we saw her on Hot Ones to ask her if she would be on our show. And we never heard back from her. Yeah. We were like, wow, look at her on Hot Ones. She would be fantastic on Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. And she disagreed. She was like, sorry, I'm busy doing The Mandalorian. But by far, the the most obvious fit for our show watching on Hot Ones is probably Aubrey Plaza. Because she's a weirdo and that would fit in fine. Oh, yeah. Anyway, this episode... (laughs) This episode of Boy Meets World was directed by Alan Meyerson. Hmm. That's the first time we've had that name. Gotta find him on Twitter. And I also think that name is fake. Alan Meyerson. Alan Meyerson. It sounds like somebody who, like, was trying to think of, of, a, of a real name. Like, an alien came down to Earth, and they were like, what's your name? And he was like, Alan 
Myers' son. He just saw like uh, Myers and Sons van drive mm-hmm. by, and he's just like Myerson, Myerson. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it was directed. I mean, it was written by Matthew Nelson, which is not an alien because no. he's been around for years. That yeah. Matty Nels has gotten around the block. Don't be fooled by the rocks that he got. Uh, classroom or not, Tanya? Are we starting out season five in the classroom? I really hate to break it to you, but we are not. We're close to the classroom. We're like kind of in the hallway. But what hallway is it? Uh, it's the senior. What's it say? It's the. It, does it just say senior hall yes. on it? Yeah, senior hallway. Okay. Yeah. And they're just the uh, Corey and Sean are like, this is what we've been dreaming of our whole lives. Is it? It's so weird though because like it's, it's almost like they weren't just in seventh grade a couple of years ago. Also, Eric was always in their hall. That and he was a senior. Very true. But they're very excited about joining the senior hallway. But so Eric's locker wasn't down near theirs. I guess the senior hallway is not like where all their classes are it's just where their lockers are and then to get to classes like the teachers all teach different grades and stuff so then he still goes into classes down in the underclassmen's hall i didn't know you were john adams high's architect i am okay well i've got the plans in the closet but you can't look because your christmas presents are in there too uh I, i have some questions for you then how does um, the principal's office also often turn into the boys' room and turn into the counselor's office and turn into the girls' room? It's the room of a requirement. Is that a Harry Potter joke? No. Yes. <laughs> Which, okay. Um, it is, but I'm ashamed that I made it. I'm sorry. So, we're in the senior hallway. What happens, Tanya? Uh, a fever dream. It was really weird. They were like, we're going to, like, relish the senior hallway. We're going to savor it. And then they just start into this weird fantasy as soon as they open the door to the senior hallway where, like, teachers in bikinis are coming over and offering them things to drink. And then they, like, ask them about what kind of massage they want. And they sit them down on couches. And the Mr. Feeney comes in. He's like, here's a frappuccino or a nice mocha. And then Mr. Feeney comes in again. After they're like, what's the cafeteria food like in the senior hallway? Um, You still get the same food, but not in their dream. Mr. Feeney comes in in a chef hat and is like, here's prime cut steak. Here you go. Have some. And Topanga gets carried by like a pharaoh. Yeah. And she's like, I must get to class. And then um, Mr. Feeney has also offered them the answers to all of their tests for the entire year. It's a lot. And then the bell rings, and we see the normal hallway, and the boys are disappointed. Yeah. They're I like, mean, it's uh, not like the normal, normal hallway. It doesn't look exactly like the hallway downstairs. Right. Things it's are in darker. A couple, things are in a couple different places. It's, it's darker. Like, it's there's less hallway. There's less light in the senior hallway. <sighs> anyway. Um, I would like to say we have skipped over a very important thing. I don't think so. Well, go ahead. Uh, we skipped over the fact that we have a new song. Oh, okay. Uh, the theme song is like the hipster version, like their tongues are out and like they're riding double bikes. What are they, tandem bikes? And they're like sitting on each other's laps and like laughing. It's very 
very the hipster one. That so. theme song is what loosely inspired our theme song. I think it inspires everyone's theme song, and yeah. it's the one that people remember the most. Right. And it, I think it's the longest running one. Like, I think we have this one for the rest of the series. Right? I don't know. I think so. I don't know, but we only have, I mean, three seasons left. Right. Five, six, seven, eight, seven? They have Five, They have six, to seven. add a couple people into it later, but I think it's the same song. I guess we'll find out together, won't we? Because we don't know what happens in the future, I'm Tanya. I'm so sorry. I just, I can't lie to people. First off. You just don't have a problem lying like I do. I don't. It's entertaining. I don't have a problem. Oh, so you lie for entertainment's sake. I see. Yeah. That's why I lie to you. I'm like, this is entertaining for me. (laughs) You don't lie to me. No, I don't. (laughs) It was so entertaining. Um, Anyway, what happens now? Now we go, we cut back to the house. Where we see the outside of the house. For the first time since season one, I think. Yes. It was just you expected to be like, do, 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 do. I feel like it was a different exterior than season one, but I'm not positive. I don't. I don't if, know that it was. If I had time, I would have gone back and checked. But I didn't even think about it. I did. Maybe it was different, but I was just excited that it was there. Um, and there's something like comforting about seeing the outside of a house in a sitcom. I don't know why, but it it is like. Are you speaking for everyone or just you? No, for me. Okay. I like it. Like they do it in Sister Sister. I love that. It makes me happy. Okay. So, um. Corey and Sean are in Corey's room, where Corey has like... You mean Corey and Eric's room? No, it's just Corey's <gasps> room now, because Eric has gone off to college. Yay! Good job, Eric! Woo, good job! You did it! Go, girl! You got through your SATs, you got into college, you got I think dorm. it's Pembroke, because you did that whole speech at the end of the last episode, you did it. And now... Corey has his own room. He's got candles everywhere because Topanga's going to come over. And um, Do candles set the mood? In theory? Like, I don't know this about you. If you came home and I just had candles everywhere are lit, would you just be like, oh, okay. No, I would be very stressed out. <laughs> That's a lot of money. It's a lot of a lot of money and like too many scents together because all of our candles are very scented. No, I just went out and I got a whole bunch of new candles, just plain white candles. Well, and that would be a waste of money because what are a bunch of white candles that don't have a scent? Useless. Except useless. for setting the mood. Obviously, we've come to the bottom of the fact that that's not that does not set a mood for me. I would also be afraid of things lighting on fire. We don't have space for all those candles. Where are we putting them? But my thing is, I don't know if that really sets the mood for anyone. Like I, I think that's just kind of a TV thing. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Let us know. <laughs> Do candles set the mood for you guys? <laughs> this is think shit just got real personal in season five. Uh, We're all getting older, uh-huh. more mature. We're trying to learn about our bodies. <laughs> we all have our own rooms now. Oh, God. Um, anyway, at BMG and BMW, if you want to tell us. Um, so what's happening, Tanya, in the episode of TV? Corey is getting a mattress delivered <laughs> yeah. to his new room. He doesn't have a bed frame or anything. Yeah, but what happens? What happens when he gets that delivered? The delivery guy comes in and he's like, hey, queen mattress. Oh, you must just must just got a room to yourself, huh? 
Well, uh, it comes with a 20-year warranty, and let me tell you, no means no, all right? And I was like, yeah, damn, like, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Good job, mattress guy. And he walks out, and who walks in? Eric. Eric. Eric's there, and He's... Corey's confused. Yeah, Eric's like, you got rid of my bed? Why? I'm back. The king is back. And then he, he just says. drops his bag on the floor right in front of the mattress that's just sitting up against the wall. There's no bed frame or anything. Mm-hmm. And Corey's pissed. Corey's pissed. And we go to the kitchen downstairs. Um, Eric is explaining his plight to his parents. He, uh, he went to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, funniest thing happened. He went to go try to figure out where he was going to stay. His name wasn't on the list. And Amy is like, I sent you that paperwork months ago. And Amy says, I'm just kind of a little scared about how college is going to go for you if you couldn't fill out paperwork. And and paperwork that I gave you and told you when to turn it in. Like, I, she was two seconds away from just filling it out for him. Like, right. he could have gotten the paperwork himself, filled it out himself. And I'm upset that we're going into Eric's dumb again. And Alan is just like, don't, Amy, calm down. Our baby's back. He yeah. doesn't say our baby, but that's how it came across. Yeah, I mean, and Alan is obviously like gleeful that Eric is back. Let's mm-hmm. let's just completely forget the fact that Alan was a complete douchebag to Eric entire last season. And he spent all last season learning the lesson that he was was babying Eric. Eric comes back and he's just right back to like, oh, my baby. Right. I guess it's not that far off from like a realistic thing if if they really are like super close the Mm -hmm. way that they are and he really has always babied him, then it would be realistic to say that. And let's not like mince words, people generally don't change. So people often have those realizations that Alan had and then like a week later they're like, no, this is I like this is how I act. Right. So Um, it's not that weird. And Amy... I'm happy to say is not being like insensitive right Mm -hmm. now. Like she is truly concerned that her son is not being able to move forward with his life despite all of the hard work that he put in last season. Yeah. And um, Alan and Eric go off to play basketball. But Corey is upstairs in his bedroom with Topanga with the lights out. I think the candles are lit. Um, And she's just like laying back just like clearly body language saying were the lights out it was dark for sure okay um she's like why aren't you kissing me why aren't you kissing me and he says because the minute my lips touch your lips he's walking in here and she's like eric's can't do that this is your room now he's not gonna walk in so anyway kiss me Corey goes down kisses her the second his lips touch hers boom Eric's there. Are you just the sound effect person now? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk. Eric is there. He comes in and like sits down next to Topanga and starts like lifting weights. Lifting weights. And Topanga, at first I thought she thought it was funny and was going to stay. But then I guess he made her uncomfortable. So she was like, all right, got to go. And then Eric's like, she didn't leave because of me, right? And... Uh, they, I don't know, they end up getting in bed together. Like, Eric... This is after when Eric is, like, pumping iron. He's like, Big Daddy Rocks. 
Um, and now he's crawling into Corey's queen-size bed with him. Corey's just like, why are you doing this to me? But as he's saying all of this, he is also climbing onto his side of the bed, and they're, like, cuddled up next to each other. And Eric, so cute. Eric is just like, okay, night, baby Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Corey. Sweet Corey, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. <laughs> it was. Um, so now we go to Chubby's. Yes, uh, Corey and Topanga are at Chubby's and they're talking about the fact that um, Corey, which he had said the night before when he was in bed with his brother, that he was going to do everything in his power to get Eric a place the following day. And so now we see Corey and Topanga at Chubby's and he's like, it didn't matter how many places I've shown him. He had something to complain about, about every single one. He will not take one of these places. I don't know what to do. And... Topanga is like, it's almost like what you need is someone to come down those stairs and be like, I need a roommate. Or I, I just started at Pembroke. I need a roommate. Um, that's it. I don't know, that's all I wrote. <laughs> I think it was something like, I just started at Pembroke, have a new apartment, need a roommate. And um, this guy... Comes down the stairs and he's like, oh, uh, hey, everyone, I just moved here and I just started classes at Pembroke and I have an, a, a three bedroom apartment and I'm looking for roommates. And Corey was like, oh, my God, like, I love you. And Topanga was like, I heard him talking outside and but, you know, you can still love me or whatever. Um, so the person who walked down the stairs. Uh huh. Tell me about him, Tanya. It's Matthew Lawrence, the best Lawrence brother. I love the Lawrence brothers very much. I watch Christmas movies with Joey Lawrence in them every single year. And every time I watch a movie with Joey Lawrence in it, I'm like, why isn't Matthew Lawrence in a bunch of Christmas movies? I almost turned Christmas into Christian. And honestly, if Matthew Lawrence was in Christian movies, I would watch those too. Mm. I love Matthew Lawrence, like, so much. Keep it in your pants it's it's in my pants it's fine i just remember like very specifically like i remember seeing him and mrs doubtfire and just like head over heels was so in love with him he reminded me of jonathan brandis i think like his smile was very similar to jonathan brandis and i was just like oh my gosh this guy love him and then he showed up in boy meets world and at that point when we were watching season five, like as teenagers, I was watching it every week. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, okay, you guys can have Ryder Strong because like Matthew Lawrence is in this now. Because me and my sisters, we always played I'm Her, He's Mine. And it would be like knockdown drag out fights. We would be sitting there. We would be watching a show. And the moment the show came on, we had to call who we were and who the person was that was our boyfriend. Your sisters are much younger than you. They're not much younger than me. Were they having, like, these fantasies about men your age? Yes, but they're not that much younger than me. Like, if I was 16, Amy was 13, and Mel was 10. That's not that weird. Anyway. Anyway. Now that everyone knows, like, (laughs) the age differences between me and my younger sisters. Like, Christina was six years older than me, and she played it with us sometimes. Mm. Like, it was just a thing. The moment that Matthew Lawrence came on the scene 
as Jack in Boy Meets World, it was like, nah, you can forget about Ryder Strong, like Matthew Lawrence. That's where I'm at. He's mine. Got it. Can we go back to talking about Sasha Banks? <laughs> there, she's just um, anyway. So the way so she Jack, carries herself, and she's the boss. Uh, um, don't get don't get it twisted. So Corey goes over to Matthew Lawrence, and he's just like, "Hi, um, let me show you a picture of my brother who needs a roommate. He needs he needs a place to live near Pembroke." And he like pulls out his wallet, and Tavinga's like, "Um, you have a picture of your brother in your wallet?" And he's like. Yeah, why? And she's like, do you have a picture of me in your wallet? And he was like, uh... He says, I will soon. I will soon. And then he shows a picture um, to to the guy, because we don't know his name yet. And uh, Matthew Lawrence is just like, oh, he's a good-looking guy. Not bad on the eyes. He's going to be a lot of competition with the ladies. And he starts to act like he wouldn't want Eric as a roommate because of it. And then he's like, oh, just kidding. Bring him by to meet me. And down the stairs comes Sean. And Sean walks over and looks at Matthew Lawrence in the eyeballs. And what are you doing here? Yeah, just a look of disgust in his face. It was the biggest ew face I've ever seen in my life. And Corey is like, "Uh, Sean, don't ruin this. Trying to get Eric a roommate. And... Um, Topanga's like, oh, do you guys know each other? And Corey's like, no, no, you don't know each other because this is Eric's roommate. And Sean's like, he's my brother. And Corey's like, no, you don't have a brother. And Sean says, uh, same dad, different moms. And you haven't heard of him because he hasn't spoken to our family in years. He got a nice new family and left us behind. He, he never told Corey very weird. He didn't tell Corey because the writers didn't write about it until just now. That's true. The writers were like, wait, we can get Matthew Lawrence? All right. Uh, Sean's brother. Yeah. Um, so now we go to the backyard. Alan and Eric are best buds again, playing basketball. Amy is perturbed. She goes over to Feeney's fence and she's just like, George. You have given advice to every single person in my family, every single one, and you have never given me advice. Why is that? And Mr. Feeney says, oh, because you've never asked. And then he starts to try to talk about, um, he's like, you seem upset, blah, blah, blah. He starts to try to say things, and Amy's like, well, well, it's because blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what she says. At, at Basically, like, she's not even letting him talk. Like, she's just going, like, she's thinking out loud while he's trying to give advice. And she's just like, oh, okay, well, thank you, George. And, like, walks away. Um, we're at Sean's house now. Yeah, we're at Sean's house. Um, uh, Sean and Chet are talking, and Chet's like, hey, you going to have a good day today? And Sean's like, yeah, it was fine. Didn't really do anything exciting. And there's a knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. And door Chet's opens. And Chet's just like, come in. He doesn't yeah. even check to see who's at the door. You just tell someone to come into your house. I think that's not abnormal. Yes, it is. You don't like. I think it's abnormal can, for us. I think anyone can knock at the door. Like your DoorDash person can knock at the door. You don't invite them in. When I delivered pizza, definitely plenty of people who were just like, yeah, come on in. Yeah, but did they open the door? No, sometimes. What? I mean, in general, that didn't happen. But I don't know. 
once a weekend it happened, for sure. I feel weird about that when my own sisters are like, just come in. You are not supposed to enter a house as a delivery driver. It's very unsafe. Don't do it. I did it, though. So. Yeah. And then you got robbed. (laughs) Yeah, I got robbed the only time I was being safe. You got Um, robbed the only time you didn't just walk into someone's house. Yeah. I was like, this looks like a shady situation. I'm going to drive around a million times and then get out of my car. Mm, No, I was right. It was shady. Got robbed. Anyway. That was the, the worst thing you can do when you get robbed, apparently, is call the police. Let me tell you. Isn't it? I think the worst you can do most of the time is call the police. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Um, the the three-minute robbery for pizza uh, took up what ended up being, like, days of my life. Right. They only took pizza. Right. If you hadn't called... You could have just gone on with your life and still made money by delivering pizzas that night. Yeah. And not told my wife and made her scared. Anyway, so... You didn't make me scared. It was fine. She was terrified. Um, The kids were terrified. She uses them as an excuse. Uh, So Chet uh, looks at the guy who walks in the door and obviously doesn't recognize him. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. To this stranger who just walked into his house. Yeah, he cares about people. Chet's a loving person, Ugh. you know? <laughs> so, Sean... Let me tell you about how I feel about Chet this episode. Let's not. Uh, I'm trying to avoid it myself uh, because it doesn't matter. So, Sean is perturbed. Chet realizes who it is, and he's like, well, look who it is. It's Jack, my and- son. How's your new stepdad? Not new. Immediately. No, he doesn't say, how's your new stepdad? He says, how's your mom's husband? Oh, yeah. A very, very manipulative and jealous way to say that. I know a lot of people who put it that way. And none of them are good people. (laughs) Okay. So then what happens, Tanya? Um, So then, you know, Jack comes in and starts talking to him about the fact that... um, that he moved to Penbrook to be closer to them. He wanted to get to know his brother. He wanted to get to know his dad. And Sean's like, you're too little, too late. I have an attitude. And I don't want to meet you. I don't care how you feel about me. I hate you. I mean, we've been over how Sean feels about other classes. He's very, um, he's very uh, self-conscious about his own class. Right. And that is very, very evident in the situation and I don't I understand it 100% I understand it but there also comes a time when you look at this person who is young like it's not like he's an old person who has lived any type of life like you look at this young person and you're just like okay I get it like None of what your circumstances are have anything to do with you as a person. Like, it's not you who left. It's not you who married another person who gave you a better life. Like, you were just a person in that situation. You're my brother. Sure, let's get to know each other. Yeah, but Jack says something about needing a roommate, and and Chet gets excited and says, well, Sean, you could do it. And... Why? Sean says, oh, great. Yeah, Jack's here to rescue me from my life in the trailer park. And um, and Jack's like, no, Jack no. Jack gets like, angry. Yeah. 
And I mean, he basically he goes to leave and Chet pulls just a random jacket off of the jacket peg and hands it to him. And it's just like, it's going to get cold. And Jack walks out with the jacket and Chet goes over to talk to Sean. And he's like, look, uh, I'm, I'm not always the best dad, but I think I'm doing the right thing here. You need to move in with him. And Sean asks a very important question, and that is, why are you trying to get rid of me? Mm. And that is a very good question, considering the fact that it's only been a year since his parents came back Mm -hmm. and took him back in after a tumultuous time the entire series. Hey, you know what? Huh? Chet's a piece of shit. So anyway, um, Sean does say, well, you're right about one thing, Dad. You're not a great father. And then, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so now we go to the apartment where Corey is introducing Eric and Jack. Um, and they're standing outside the door. The door isn't open yet. And Corey's like, all right, like, make a good impression. This is very important. Be yourself. Be yourself. Don't do that weird smile. It's very off-putting to people. And they go in and... Eric and Jack are, like, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So they'll, like, um, Jack is like, what's your favorite color? One, two, three, go. And they're just, like, both, like, blue. And then they walk away from each other, and Eric goes, yeah, I'm not feeling it. He's like, he's like, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. Um, and this apartment is beautiful. Like, it is not, like, and, like it's not a cookie-cutter apartment. It's so cute. I would have loved... So... Sitcom apartments set me up for a lot of disappointment when it came to getting an apartment as an adult because the apartments in our area, at least, are basically all the same layout and there's nothing special about them whatsoever. It's, I mean, it's kind of um, just our area. Really? Uh-huh. So, like, in other places, there's really cute apartments that yeah. have really cute details to them. Yeah, when I was looking, uh, when I was apartment shopping in Maryland, it like, everything was so different. Really? Yeah. I've looked at apartments because I used to do like a job where I went to apartments in different areas to make sure that they were um, treating people equally. And while doing that, like I went into Arlington. I did Arlington for like three days straight. I did Woodbridge for three days. Like I did all of these different areas like within our state for days and days and days. And the layouts are all the same. Just all of them. Anyway. Um, Eric says he doesn't want to move in with this guy. Corey gets pissed because he's like, you need to get out of the house. If you don't move out, you are officially invisible to me. And I will not recognize you at all. And then Eric is standing like in the doorway of the apartment, like facing into the apartment. And Corey is standing looking out into the hallway and like telling, saying this to Eric. And Eric is definitely in his way. Yeah, so it's awkward for a second. But then we go to um, the Matthews house. It's the kitchen. Eric is all excited because he wants to play basketball with Alan again. He runs down the stairs and Alan's like, let's go. Come on, let's play. He says something like, my boy. My boy. (laughs) And as he starts to walk out the door, Amy goes, Alan, stay. And Alan starts laughing and he's like, uh, no, that is a dog command. And Amy goes, Alan, sit and he goes and sits in the chair he's like i I better get a treat for this (laughs) um so she basically starts talking about the fact that like he's being he's having a really hard time letting eric go and that 
you know, it was hard for him the first time. It's going to be even worse for him the second time. But this is not doing Eric any favors. This is making things harder for him. And they have to be able to, like, kick him out of the nest so that he can learn to fly on his own. Yeah, she says he'll never grow up if you keep treating him like this. And Alan says, this is a temporary thing. It's going to be fine. It's no big deal. You're making a big deal out of it. And Sean walks downstairs with Corey and uh, turns to Corey and says, I just can't believe my dad is kicking me out. Like, what a terrible dad. Look at, like, look at your dad. Eric's never going to leave. And that's fine with him. He doesn't care. And Alan looks at Amy and she's like, I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we go outside to the basketball court in the driveway um, and Eric is shooting hoops and um, Alan comes over and he's just like, oh no, Corey and Sean come over and Eric's like, hey, when dad comes out, you guys want to play with us? We can do two against two. And they're like, no, that's fine. We don't want to do that. And then Alan comes out and Eric is like, all right, dad, let's go. You want to um, play a little two on two like against these two? And Alan's like, no, we need to talk. And he's like, you have one week to move out. Well, he says, how long is this going to last? And Eric is like, I don't know, 21 points, 13 points, 17 points. That would be weird. I don't know. I found that really funny. And yeah, he says, you got to meet a week to move out. You got to go. And uh, Eric is like, you are kicking me out. Also, as this starts to, to happen, Sean is like, "Uh Oh, this is awkward. I got to go. And Alan goes, no, stay for this. Your family. Yeah. So, Sean watches all this go down and watches Alan kind of explain to Eric, like, I can't baby you. You need to get out and and see life. And I wouldn't be a good father if I didn't force you to go out and live your life. Right. Um, So Eric is upset, throws the basketball at Corey and says, you've got your wish. You got your you got the room to yourself and walks away. Sean walks over to Alan and he's like, hey, you are a good father. You know that? And then then Eric. Or Alan, like, pats him on the shoulder and then pulls him in for a hug, and it's very sweet. Yeah, Alan's back to being a good dad, I guess. And Amy's back to being a good mom. Like, they just had, like, a blip of badness. Yeah, maybe they were, like, real alcoholics during season four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we cut directly from there, though, and it's Chet walking Eric into his apartment. Chet walking Eric into his apartment? We cut from there, though, <laughs> and it's Chet walking Alan. What? <laughs> we cut from there, though, and it's Chet. I can't edit this now. We cut from there, though, and it's Chet. <laughs> Fuck it. It's Chet walking Morgan and Frankie and Amy and Mr. Feeney into the apartment. <laughs> Okay, we cut from there. <laughs> no. No. And it's Chet walking. Sean. <laughs> Chet's walking Sean into the apartment, and Chet is very upset. Can we do our episode, Tanya? You're not letting me talk. Sorry. Chet is very upset because Alan convinced Sean on basically the same thing that Chet was trying to do. He wasn't upset. He was just like, he he basically just says, like, I can't believe it took Alan, like, to get you here, but 
he said basically the same thing, just more flowery. But he was like saying it in good fun. It was fine. I don't think so. I think there was a little bit of jealousy there and more than a little Maybe. bit. Maybe. But Sean says, no, he just kind of said it and made me see it from a different perspective. And Oh, you mean he made him see it from the perspective of a, a good father? Damn, Tanya. <sighs> anyway, Tanya's crying. Oh, yeah. Um, so they walk in, Eric, damn it. Is well, Eric there yet? Yes. Yeah, Eric, Eric was there. there. Eric and Alan are there. They're putting dishes away. Alan's like, this is a nice apartment. And Eric's like, yeah, it's a nice apartment. I just still don't know about my roommate, though. I don't think I like him very much. And Alan's just like, I don't really care. This is where you live now. Um, Corey is there basically directing traffic and mm-hmm. like helping them sign their lease. Doesn't seem weird to me at all. It um, doesn't. It's very, very Corey. Sean is like, okay, nice hardwood floors, nice tall ceilings, and a brother. Um, so the gang's all there mm-hmm. putting stuff away. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Alan and Chet leave the apartment. In there in the hallway talking about well, how hard it is to be a father. After Alan says, like, I can't say goodbye, or he says, I can't say it to you. And Eric goes, what, goodbye? And he goes, I can't say it. And then he gives him a hug, and Eric's like, goodbye? And yeah, they go out in the hallway with, with Chet and Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, where they talk about how the fact that being a father is difficult. And Chet's like, I'm learning, though. No, you're not. You just kicked your only child that was living with you out to another place. I don't think he was wrong in what he did. Oh, I do. All right, we'll get there. Um, so, uh, Eric and, and Corey kind of have a moment where Eric is like, well, there you go. You you did it. I'm here now. And Corey says, look, I wasn't trying to kick you out of my life, just my room. And Eric's like, yeah, yeah, I figured that. And I figured something else, too. I got two keys for the apartment. And he gives Corey a key. He says, you're welcome here whenever you want. Aww. Aww. And now we go to the post-credit scene. First post-credit scene of season five. Classroom or not, Alden? <gasps> classroom. Whose classroom is it? It is Mr. Feeney's classroom, I guess. I guess so. We haven't seen Feeney in this classroom because they have a substitute. Feeney's out. Substitute. They're complaining about the substitute, which obviously, you know what that means person's gonna come in it's gonna be attractive and it's hot miss valentine from their fantasy from their fantasy sean's like oh my gosh she's from our fantasy and topanga's like what fantasy (laughs) what i figured you would take it from there and do the guys uh and she passes out their test she's like well mr feeney told me to hand these graded tests out to you Corey got a b sean got a d and he was like there must be a mistake i need to go talk to her you know we have history from our fantasy and topanga's like fantasy? what fantasy why why is she talking like that because it's weird um and sean goes up gets smacked in the face and comes back and he's like yeah uh she doesn't remember i'm pretty sure they couldn't do that in public school they could definitely do it in private school but they couldn't do it in public school you also can't try to kiss your teacher in public school though. I, that's true so well i know some people <laughs> i know people who like were in the news and stuff because oh, they did yeah. stuff with teachers yeah anyway so that was it. That's it. That's, that's Well, and he said apparently it wasn't her oh, in the fantasy. Okay. Anyway. And that's it. That's the episode. So, Tanya. Yep. How did you feel about season five, episode one, chapter titled? 
brothers, I love this episode mostly because I'm so excited for season five. Like, they seem so much older than season four. Like, all of them seem so much older than season four. And, like, I think the situations are going to be way different and stuff. Um, I love this episode. I hate Chet so much. What? Really? Like... Five episodes. I mean, five seasons. I'm just now finding out about this. What made him think... So, we know that not being with a shitty father is what is better for Sean. Mm -hmm. Like, in, in theory... Like, it is better for Sean to not be with his shitty father. However, for the sake of a redemption arc, which obviously they're trying to put Chet in a different light at this point, for that sake, why is kicking your son out to go live with a brother that he doesn't even know the right thing to do when you only just got your son back a year ago? Not even a year ago. The stuff was like exploding a year before so why was that the right thing to do for someone who is trying to be a better father like this is not a man who knows his kids the right thing to do would be to spend senior year learning about your child and getting to know his his passions and what he's into and and what kind of adult he was fixing to be before then saying, hey, I wonder if Jack has an open room at the apartment for when you are going into college. You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't think Chet is capable of doing that, though. So having him live with someone and learn how to live life might be the best thing for Sean at this point. I agree that it might be the best thing for Sean, but from a a writing perspective, if you are sitting there being like, this man is trying to learn to be a better dad, and they have that whole exchange between him and Alan at the end where he's like, I'm learning. No, dude, you're not yeah. learning. You just kicked your son who just got into senior year. Right. Caden's going into senior year next year. Right. In less than a year. He, he, he mirrored Alan's situation and tried to like bond over it and say look now we're both being great dads right no Eric's like 21 at this point Eric is two and a half years older than Corey he's and Sean. in college and needs to figure out how to live away from home and Sean needs a loving parent right. sometime in his life right so yeah that's my my big issue is with that no Chet's a piece of shit like, I wish, I, I wish for Sean's sake that he had just never come back. Oh, yeah. Me too. So much. Because this is, like, ridiculous. And I think the, the part for me that's ridiculous is people watching it in similar situations who are watching it hopeful that their fathers are going to treat them differently and that this is it and then so and that's the thing is that sean did talk a lot about like everything is fine my parents are home they're back together we are a family unit now and and i guess it is very like realistic to the fact that these selfish ass piece of shit parents don't understand right that they are doing everything wrong. Right. And the kids who are in these situ- situations 
are going to find out that their parents, as many times as they say, I'm going to change, don't change. Yeah, but causing people to hope that hard and then disappointing them so hard Mm -hmm. is one of the hardest things for me to watch in real life and on television. Right. Like... So for me, that was just so shitty. Like, yeah. eh, go live with your brother that you don't know. Like, he's a, he's so awful. But Corey was fantastic this mm-hmm. episode. Um, every time he had a line, it was just like perfect Corey. Every again, single time. wasn't a Corey episode at all. No. And I, I was going to bring that up too. Is that, again, the two main people in this episode are Sean and Eric. Yeah. They were the entire season four. Season three was Sean, like almost fully Sean. Mm-hmm. So Boy Meets World is definitely not Corey centric. And it hasn't weird. been for three seasons. But it always comes across that way until you start to dissect it. Dissect it like annoying podcast hosts. No, I think he's just almost like a vessel. Like he's <laughs> just. Corey is an empty vessel. Um, I was really, really happy to see Amy and Alan back to being parental mm-hmm. and not in a gross way. Yeah. Like, they did some real damage last season, like, to how I felt about them. And they did some real damage to Eric. And um, and I guess when it comes down to it, it got Eric to where he needed to be. That doesn't make them right. Like, mm-hmm. they still were shitty. Uh, but... They were pretty good, other than the whole, like, dog thing, like, with each other. Mm -hmm. But they were good. And they seemed older. Like, they seemed to go from, like, wow, they seem so young for parents of a man who's 20 years old and a boy who's 17 years old and, like, a change of life baby, obviously, because Morgan's so much younger than them. Mm Mm-hmm. You always, I always felt like that about them. Like, they seem, like, young and kind of cool. And then this, this episode, it was like, oh, they're up, like, older, middle-aged people with adult children. Right. So, I love the episode. I'm very excited for season five. Um, I'm so, so, so excited that Matthew Lawrence is here. So excited. Sasha Banks is one of the best. <laughs> Sasha Banks is in Mandalorian. If you want to do a Mandalorian podcast, go ahead. But this is a Boy Meets World podcast, and Sasha Banks is not in it. You don't remember the episode with Sasha no. Banks in it? Mm-mm. Anyway. How did you feel about this episode? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. I know. Um, I thought it was a very, very good episode. Um, um, again, like I agree with you. I hate Chet, but that the episode wasn't about Chet. Um, Chet was the vessel to get Sean into this apartment so that we can have different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, having the three of them in an apartment together is going to provide completely different stories than we've been mm-hmm. dealing with for the last four seasons. That's true. So, uh, Chet sucks. Um, I would love for him to have been a better, better father and, and, and par- parented Sean through this, but he wasn't going to. And... This is Sean's chance to kind of learn life, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, he's always wanted to be on his own. Now he really is. At, mm-hmm. I guess, 17 years old, he is out living in an apartment in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Lawrence is fine. I don't I don't know. I don't understand the appeal. But um, Corey was great. Topanga was barely in it. Um, but 
Mr. Feeney's whole thing with Amy was great. Mm-hmm. Amy was good. Uh, I just thought it was a great episode. I'm excited to see where season five goes. Yeah. Um, once they really tell some apartment stories. Yeah. Because let me tell you, Tanya, when you finally move out into an apartment, life gets crazy. Does it? Yeah. How do you know? We'll see later on our podcast <laughs> when I get an apartment of my own. <laughs> um. Anyway, that would be nuts if we like weren't together anymore like we split up but we yeah. were like we're gonna keep doing this podcast yeah. <laughs> like oh, we don't do worry you guys don't worry we are still your podcast host uh-huh. we're gonna split time with you guys <laughs> a half an hour of the episode is done by me uh-huh. and a half an hour of the episode is done by you mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> anyway um i i don't know i, I want to know what you guys think tell us on our facebook or on our twitter um, you can find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW, or you can find us on Facebook at BMG and BMW. Oh wait, no, you just <laughs> type in, <laughs> you just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in the search bar, and then Alden might approve you, and then you can talk to us, and it's very fun. Yep. And then you can email us at bmgmbmw at gmail.com. And then uh, he walked in with Chet, <laughs> Corey, Tanya. Alden and Topanga. <laughs> anyway, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Here we are, season five. Thank you all. Got, uh, thank you all for being part of this with us all this way. Yeah, that's a um, lot of episodes. So many episodes. Like, you guys have listened to us talk so much. That's ri- like that feels ridiculous to me. When we recorded our first two episodes, I definitely didn't think we'd be here at this point. When we recorded our third episode and we were like, for real, we're going to do this. That's when I kind of went, okay, we we have to really commit to this. Right. And I'm really glad that we did because it's really fun. And I feel like talking to all of you guys is just like such a joy and a gift. And I'm very fortunate to get to do that and um, interact with so many great people. It's so much fun. I agree. Anyway, I guess that's going to do it for us. Nothing else to say. We have droned on long enough. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 1. Class dismissed.